From now until kickoff, Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley talking Bears football. Listen live on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app presented by PointsBet Sportsbook. Also brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, ComEd's Energy Efficiency Program, Marquee Sports Network, and CBDMD. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Brian, every week we sit here and we try to come up with ways that the Bears might be able to win a game. And you got uh, one today? Well, I got a couple actually, but we tried that last Sunday night. Now went to no yeah. avail. Yeah. Uh-huh. Forty-one <laughs> twenty-five. The Packers just uh, running up on the Bears, and uh, it's been an interesting week up at Hallis Hall. Uh, Matt Nagy criticizing the defense. There's people then, people saying, "Well, you can't criticize the defense. The offense has been miserable." Oh my God, you can criticize the defense, and I'll show you how, and I'll jump sure. on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were absolutely brutal last week, and um, but haven't but, been good. Haven't been good the last five weeks. No. I mean, really trending in the wrong direction for sure. Yeah, completely in the wrong direction. Now they get uh, now these four games: Detroit, Houston at home, at Minnesota, at Jacksonville, and uh, before they have to face the Packers one more time to wrap up the season. Five straight noon starts. They've not had a noon start. This is their first noon start since September 20th. They've played all different kinds, late afternoon, prime time, things like that. They're 4-1 and one in noon games, so there you go. Wow, 4-1 in that, noon games. That That's what's been holding them back, the <laughs> they, schedule. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. like to get up early, get to the ballpark, and play the game. There you go, and get home for 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse than when the when the game on Channel Two runs long, and you have 60 minutes set for a six to seven, and you miss half of it. Well, at least because now it's started right. seven thirty. Yeah, seven thirty. Yeah. I know. Th- thankfully, some of the DVRs have actually changed it now, so they don't start 60 minutes recording until yeah. six thirty, and then maybe you only miss a couple minutes of it. But see, uh, now you would have watched I don't know half of the Bears game last week because. Or the first three possessions, Aaron yeah. Rodgers put on a clinic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, I mean, just put on a – and, you know, we had a good chuckle last week uh, when Chuck Pagano said, boy, could they just cancel the game? I don't want to go up there. You know, that Aaron Rodgers, have you seen him? He, you know, we got nothing. And we were laughing at that because, you know, he was being facetious and right. tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Well, apparently his guys, you know, took that to heart and said, you know what? He's right. We can't stop this guy. Why are we even bothering? Yeah. And it's... guess what? They couldn't stop that guy. No, so couldn't maybe, stop him at all. Maybe Chuck shouldn't have even, you know, made, been lighthearted about that three or four days before the actual butt-kicking uh, Aaron Rodgers gave him. Right. Uh, they they played the Lions today. Lions are in uh, upheaval as they got rid of Matt Patricia. They get rid of their uh, general manager Bob Quinn, uh, Darren Bevel, who uh, Daryl Bevel, who actually has been around forever in the in the Midwest. It seems, and also, also I think he went up to Seattle for a while. But he takes over on an interim basis for the Lions as they come to town, and they come to town without Kenny Galladay. This is the second time the Bears have faced the Lions this season, both times without the receiver out of Northern Illinois. So that's a good thing, you would think. And um, so, you know, one Mount, last Mount guy. Mount Carmel's for, very own, right? I think so, yeah. 
I uh, one last thing for one last player for uh, Matthew Stafford to go to. He still does have T.J. Hawkinson, and that means that uh, Roquan Smith or Danny Trevathan will be tested throughout the course of the day. And usually, when Danny Trevathan's been tested this year, uh, he's lost uh, on a lot of these tests. So we'll see how those things go. They are at Soldier Field uh, for the contest today. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump on in? We got a couple hours to talk Bears here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app now. We will check in a little bit later on around eleven fifteen ish with Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet Sportsbook to let us know how the wagers are going for the Bears and the Lions game today. And um, yeah, it, it's it's difficult to look at the Bears as a favorite, but when you got the Lions coming in with new coaches and everything else, it's kind of hard to look at it any other way. Yeah, and you know, you fear that this Detroit team, as you mentioned, the firings have already happened. Knows their fate, and at least in the the front office and on the sideline. And by the way, Matt Patricia is never going to be a head coach again. As much as we sit here and say, you know, because of the how terrible the the quarterbacking in the NFL is, Mr. Trubisky is going to be. At, at the least a backup and maybe get an opportunity to start because he's young and, and the NFL. There's no way Matt Patricia, defensive guru that he was uh, advertised to be, and, and actually put you know together one of the worst defenses they've seen in Detroit for some years. He you know he'll be a coordinator. But here we go, Matt Nagy, firmly on the hot seat, but people want Ted Phillips gone. They want Matt Nagy. He's the guy right now with a five-game losing streak, and, and you know, he's the offensive guru, right? Yep. Just, that's what – he was going to get the best of Mitch Trubisky. He was going to be the guy that puts his offense together, and off you go. They're going to be scoring points, points, points. You know, Matt Nagy's future with the Bears, and perhaps as an NFL head coach, lies in the balance of the season. And, you know, there's reports today that – Pat Fitzgerald is already on the uh, the Bears shopping list, and we should talk about that. But we know all week on on our station here, people want, and no one really knows what George McCaskey's thinking, Fred. But uh, I I know uh, the beat guys went back yeah to the last interview with George McCaskey and brought back his words about what he expects the season to be and how everyone's going to be evaluated. So. Um, you know, George says he's a, like a fan, and we know that uh, his mom was pissed off at one time, and that losing to the Packers usually gets that reaction from the McCaskey family. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But Matt Nagy, certainly his future is, at the least, his future is online. I would think Ryan Pace certainly is uh, in that uh, situation as well. The one thing I hope they do, if in fact they move uh, Matt Nagy or you know, part ways with Nagy is if they do the same, uh, do what the, the Lions did just now, get rid of the coach and the GM at the same oh, time. Because yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm looking at um, things that Ryan Pace has done, and, you know, one of them is he brought in Robert Quinn in the offseason. They got rid of um, uh, Leonard Floyd, and, uh, you know, a, a wasted draft pick, a guy that didn't couldn't do anything here, who right now is like in the top five in the NFL in sacks. He's okay. ahead of yeah, he's he's ahead of Khalil Mack. And then you bring in Robert Quinn, who has gone three hundred and fifty four snaps since his one and only sack this season. And he's a guy that remember during the preseason camp, he didn't practice. He was just getting himself in shape and getting ready. Well, yeah, that had it didn't work too well, did it? Uh, a guy they paid big money to to try and get someone on the other side so it would free up Khalil. 
Khalil Mack, and that has not worked. So there's been a lot of missteps by um, Ryan Pace. His first job, as uh, first time as a general manager, could likely be his last time as a general manager in the National Football League because it's hard to make a list of um, the good things that he has done as a head coach. I mean, I'm sorry, as a GM. Yeah, and, and not only that, you know, Phil Armory was what instructed to to keep the head coach for a year. Right. End up with, uh, uh, well, Daryl Bevel actually was interviewed by Phil Armory for the Bears position, right? So, you know, he talked about that this week, about how thorough the Bears interview process was. But you get Mark Trestman. So you, you can't, that's such an awkward situation where you, you, you hire a GM and say, hey, you know, why don't you give this guy another shot? You know, he was coach of the year in 2018. Well, Ryan Pace was executive of the year. Sure. Um, so it, it, that's a long time ago in the NFL. Right now, they're, they're trying to avoid their first six-game losing streak in 18 years under. That's pretty voice. amazing. Yeah. Dick Geron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. They have not lost six in a row since then, uh, since 2002. Uh, they have won all five matchups with the Lions under Matt Nagy. So when Nagy looks at them, he knows things have worked for him against uh, Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. So we'll talk about that. We'll hear from Nagy. We'll hear, well, here's an unbelievable, there's a couple unbelievable cuts from Anthony Miller. Um, oh, yeah. One of them, the most unbelievable. I didn't have the cut yesterday. I just read it, and I, ju- I was just shocked that um, it more was not made of it. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Don't forget, keep listening throughout the show because we have a points bet pregame contest where you can call in to win. That's all you got to do is call in to win. Uh, the prize is $200 game day package, $100 in wagers on horse racing uh, at the Club Hawthorne mobile site, and also $100 in wagers on sports from the points bet sportsbook mobile site. Um, I will tell you when to call. All you need to do is be uh, 21 or older and be a resident of Illinois. And uh, we'll do that throughout the pregame show for the next five weeks, today and the next four weeks, as the Bears roll on through these um, regular season games. And um, uh, there's an outside shot. From what I see, they're still in the hunt. Are they still in the hunt after uh, the game against Green Bay? I think they may still be there if uh, everything falls their way. Yeah, they have to win today. Yeah. Yeah, one game at a time, right? You take this one, then you get the, then you get the Houston Texans, and then we're we get, under the Texans. Yeah, then we get to go. Bill Belichick would say. Yeah, then we get to go the whole week talking about Deshaun Watson and uh, why you know he, he could have been here. Deshaun Watson would have killed himself if he was here with this team. I mean, with the offensive line he's had, you thought the the line in Houston was bad. I mean, well, um, hey, and look what he's doing without some of his his I know, guys. I know. So it can be done, right? I mean, yeah. you can find excuses for all the poor play and all the bad statistics and all the bottom rankings in the offense and the offensive line, which actually last week, if you're looking for a bright spot for the Bears. They were actually and, good. I like I yeah. like this kid Alex Bars and Sam Mustafer. They both yeah. played very well. You move white you move white hair over to the back to the guard position and uh you know they all played pretty well actually. Yeah, but the fact is if you don't have the quarterback, you don't have anything. So, you know, that's Ryan Pace right there. Yeah. Anthony Miller, Bears wide receiver, a guy that I was hoping would take that next step, but he has not taken that next step uh, this season. He talked on one of the Zoom teleconferences this week. Now, listen to this cut because I was over at my uh, friend's house last night, Mm -hmm. and I told her, I said, you won't believe what this football player said. And I, I read it. I just said it verbatim, and she said, doesn't it? Wouldn't you? 
And I said, yeah, you're as confused as I am. Yeah. Here's the Anthony Miller cut uh, from earlier in the week. I think uh, the the plays that we practice and that we execute in practice, uh, we they need to be called uh, when we get to the game on Sunday. Um, we know we can execute them. You know what I'm saying? We just – everybody just needs a chance to ball out. And um, that that's my take. Huh? You gonna tell me you you gonna tell me you work on plays during the course of the week? You guys execute the plays, and then when Sunday rolls around, those plays are not called. Well, you know, I've heard of the element of surprise for the <laughs> opponents. I haven't heard it for your own team. Hey, all that stuff we worked on this week, we're not using any of it. Let's go get them. And you know, that is such an comment. Yeah, and he and he also went on to talk about you know how they just tucked their tail in and ran away after getting hit in the mouth. Here we got we've got that cut. Let's give it a listen. Yeah. This, he says that we got to actually go on out and, and be aggressive a little bit. Yeah, there was some positive strides, but um, I feel like the game was already lost once we started moving the ball. Uh, once we started actually doing stuff, um, I feel like it was too late. Uh, once we actually started, you know, executing on some plays, um, so. Even though you say since week three, you know, stuff has been we, – we did something better. I don't feel like we did anything better. You know, um, I feel like, uh, you know, we got hit in the mouth coming out and um, we just took that tail, ran away. So um, I feel like going forward, we need to be the ones throwing the punches coming out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, not play like we're already up. You know what I'm saying? We have to be on that because uh, I, I believe we have the pieces to do it. I actually love that cut from Anthony Miller because he's saying, you know what, the the, the touchdowns we got late were just oh, garbage time. Yeah, just garbage yeah. time touchdowns. And a lot of times, you know, you see the players get all excited. You see a couple of touchdown passes to um, to Allen Robinson, and you say, well, maybe they can take that and build on it. They they realized they realized it was just you know garbage time touchdowns and garbage time points. And he said it was nice to hear a guy like Anthony Miller say that. And amen. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he he's feeling exactly what Bears fans are are feeling when they watch this and hey well you know going back they had a rally from three scores down right yeah they had to, they had to come back against that bad detroit team that got their gm and, and their head coach fired so god bless anthony miller because they did tuck their tail and run away they got hit in the mouth and that game was over in, in 10 minutes yeah, well it's your rivalry game you're coming off the bye week and that's the product you put on the field yeah, first three drives of the game, Packers drove 75, 60, and 75 yards for touchdowns, and um, all of a sudden it's 20-3, to three, and uh, Bears never recovered. We will uh, take your calls, 312-332-3776. Callers, hang on, we'll get right to you. We'll talk more about uh, Mitchell Trubisky, we'll talk about the O-line, and also, is it okay to criticize this Bears defense? Uh, they have just fallen out of the top 10 in yards allowed, uh, everybody kept saying, well, yeah, it's, you know, they're so tired. They're this. Make a damn stop. That would be a nice thing. Uh, we'll be back and we'll criticize the defense, or at least I will, when we return. <laughs> Brian Hanley, Fred Huebner right here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000. Now, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show continues. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports that you care about. Download the Points Bet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Right now, Bears are a three point favorite. Um, minus 105. The over under is 44.5. The money line has the Bears um, minus 170. So they are favored for the uh, 12 o'clock kick at Soldier Field. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner with you. Let's run on out to Indiana and Joe. Hey, Joe, what's happening today? Hey, yeah, Fred. Uh, I wanted to uh, 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 get your thoughts on, on possible new Bears, uh, Coach. But before I do that, yesterday I heard you mention Bob Elson. I yes. thought I was the only guy on the planet who remembered Bob Elson. You know, the most amazing thing about him and uh, others of his time, he did the he did the broadcast by himself. He had, he didn't have any color analyst. Right. And and he was great. And and before before they even had live broadcast uh, capabilities, he read it off a ticker tape, delayed and and you know oh, there's a line drive left center field and made made all that stuff up. Yeah, he was he he was a fabulous dude. You know, I got invited up to his apartment on Lakeshore Drive once. I spent about an hour and a half with him. He was such a gracious, uh, just knowledgeable, nice uh, older man that uh, I, I just really he was he was one of my heroes as a kid. Well, I'm six I'm sixty three, and he was really old when he was doing White Sox games when I was listening to him when I was in grade school. So I know he was an older guy doing White Sox games. But yeah, it was fun sticking the transistor radio under the pillow and listening yep. to uh, baseball yep. games. And I, I would never catch the end. I'd always fall asleep and then hear some other yeah. programming on the station. Fred, I'm, Fred, I'm freaking 80. Think <laughs> okay. about that. You think, you, think you'll ever get there, buddy? I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. You know what? Over under? All, these, yeah, all these retirement funds, I'm hoping I get to 80. You know, it's not bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's not bad. I'm you sound good. It. You sound good. Yeah. So yeah. what do, what do you right, think Fred. about, what, are you, do you want to talk so about coach. guys are going to get or coaches are going to get? Yeah, I mean, if you had to pull a couple names out of the hat for Bears coaches, what, what would you what would you think? Boy, it, it's so tough. And, Joe, we appreciate it. Stay, keep listening. We appreciate you jumping on in. That's always tough, Brian, because, you know, you look at it, and other than John Fox and then, you know, Patty Driscoll and George Hallis, that Bears didn't hire, have not hired anybody that had previous NFL coaching experience. Right. Right. And, you know, you always, they're always looking for that next hot guy. They're always looking for the next coordinator that's going to make the next step forward. And they're always looking for, you know, but a lot of times, you know, Andy Reid, this isn't his first gig. It's, you know, you look around, Bill Belichick, not his first gig. Um, you know, they've been all the other places and failed and then gone and figured out what they did wrong and, and moved to other places. So it's hard to come up with guys. I, we, you got Matt Rule in uh, Carolina, and they bring an entire college coaching staff there. I don't necessarily think that's the way to go. One of our poll questions today, because there's a story out there that the Bears, if they do part ways with Matt Nagy, might make a run at Pat Fitzgerald. Our question on Twitter, at ESPN1000, is would you want Pat Fitzgerald as the next Bears head coach? For the most part, in my mind, College coaches don't work that well no. in the NFL. You know why? Because they don't. And your mind is right. Because it, it, it's usually not a good transition. It's such a different job. And and even the reverse being true, Lovey Smith going down to Champaign, Lovey never wanted to go out and recruit 18-year-old kids and try to sell them on coming to, to a campus, right? He wanted to work with men and professionals. And motivating grown men is a lot different than motivating 
young kids who are trying to get to the NFL, right? Right. And plus, college coaches make the good ones, the great ones, make even more than the NFL's paying these days, right? So would Pat Fitzgerald like the challenge of his hometown team being, you know, being on the sideline for the Chicago Bears? Or would he like a challenge of going to Ann Arbor? Because that was the rumor for years and may, may still be in play when Jim Harbaugh finally uh, takes leave from right. the, the Wolverines. Pat Fitzgerald, to me, might be too smart to take the Bears job. Who are you working for? And do you have trust and faith in the ownership to give you the resources you need to build a winner? If you think you can motivate grown men and you think you have all the tools to be a great head coach, will you have the support and the everything you need from ownership right. to to be successful? And who, you know, when you look at the McCaskey family, it's a family business. It's not like they made their billions in a different industry and then went out and bought a, a professional football franchise. They inherited that team. So it, it's a legitimate question. Are there anyone, is there anyone in that family? We've seen Michael McCaskey. We've seen George McCaskey, obviously, currently. Do they know what they're looking at? I mean, it's a legitimate question. Do they know football? Ted Phillips, he's been there for three decades. He was an accountant by trade. He got the Soldier Field renovations done and was rewarded with the, the title of president. Is there anyone in the hierarchy, and I guess you can question Ryan Pace, too, who really knows what they're looking at? Yeah. Yeah, you, you you never know. You bring guys in, and you, you got to have some kind of track record. It seems um, for you to be at least feel safe. And um, there wasn't a track record with Matt Nagy. There wasn't a track record with Ryan Pace. They were first got, first time gigs for both of them. I, I, when was like, have they ever hired a GM who was a GM somewhere else? I don't believe that. It, I don't certainly think they have not. either. Phil Phil Emery wasn't the guy, right? I mean. They, those Ryan Pace was like fourth in the chain of command down in New Orleans. Angelo, was never, what was Angelo? Uh, he was I not. I don't think he so. was not a GM. Okay, and Venice. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I, so it, would any GM worth his salt, who's done it successfully anywhere else, right? Come to the Chicago Bears. I mean, right, right now, you I, look. You only see those thirty-two of those jobs. So, of course, you want. You have a list of people who want them, right? But do you are you going to be able to go attract a guy who's who's got won a Lombardi Trophy or had sustained success? I mean, Theo Epstein had faith in Tom Ricketts that he was going to get it done on the North Side, and he only, he did it once. He was the first one to do it ever in a hundred plus years. But it's a different deal if you to to attract guys who met and succeeded at those challenges prior to this. Yeah. He also knew that that, that when Theo came here, he also knew that when they wanted to spend money, they would they would do so. Um, before Theo got here, the Cubs were nowhere near the third highest paid team right. in, in baseball. And as he leaves, they're right up there. And now and they're but they're going the they're trending the other way now. Yeah, right? they have and to now. Yeah. Now their baseball budget is more constrained than it was when he first got here. Right. We've got uh, Tom on uh, Twitter sent me a message. He said, hey, Kenny Galladay went to St. Rita, not okay. Mount Carmel. So Catholic plate, though. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool, you know. Yeah. And I, I know that when I was up there uh, a year or so ago, they had Northern Illinois had his jersey hanging in one of the bars that uh, I was at doing a show out there. Um, so it was always nice. They had all the all of the uh, 
guys that were at Northern that made it to the NFL. They had a jersey from each one of those guys. Huh, that's yeah, cool. Very, very cool. So Mitchell Trubisky's going against the Lions today. He's got a 124.4 rating in four games against the Lions, but he's been trending downward. Um, in 2018, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 148.6 rating. Then 131 um, and 118.1 in 2019 and 104.2 in the season opener this year. Um, so he had in the, in the game this year, he had a 58.3 rating in the first half, um, plus a dropped interception and rallied for three second half touchdowns after, uh, uh, let's see, who was it? Justin Coleman and Desmond Trufant both left right. with injuries. And, you know, right now they're coming in and they also already have their number one draft pick is, um, already out. Um, so he's not going to be there in the secondary, which is going to help. And the thing is, not only are the Lions a bad team through the air, they're 26th, but they are 28th defending the run. So very rarely is there an opportunity for the Bears to do whatever they'd like offensively. They should be able to run the ball, and they should be able to throw the ball um, because Trubisky has had some success, and so has Matt Nagy. So it is a game that points to everything for a Bears victory, except the possibility of maybe the Lions getting a bump from having Patricia gone, um, because I'm sure there's guys in that team that probably had enough of him, and uh, now they have Daryl Bevel, and uh, you know he's he's been in enough places he could probably um, put a team together and make him make him try and go out and get a victory against well, their rival. Twenty two twenty two teams have fired their coaches since in season since 2010, and 13 of those came out and won the next game under the interim coach. So the percentages say you get a little bit of motivating factor. You know, for Montgomery, though, running the ball last week against Green Bay, first 100-plus yard game uh, on the ground for the Chicago Bears, 103 yards, uh, 11 carries for Montgomery, including the he broke off the 50-plus yard uh, run early in that game. Right. And, you know, sure enough, when you're down 20-3, to three, we, we talked about going in. Did he watch the Colts game? Who, they, the Colts came out running even down after the halftime, and they committed to the run in the third quarter. Yeah, the Bears were they were they really committed to the run after Montgomery broke that big big uh, game? Not really. You know, they they panicked a little bit, and you know, once Trubisky's throwing short passes and running around, and unfortunately, we saw a lot of the same is, issues with uh, Mitch Trubisky. You know, missing targets, throwing yeah. into coverage. So uh, again, going back to Anthony Miller, uh, if you were impressed with the statistics or they look better than the game, certainly um, you're not paying attention because it was pretty much garbage time starting by, by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. And it, it was garbage time. And, you know, the one thing that gets me and I, you know, for a longest time, I would say, they say, Oh, this guy had a hundred yards and you go, yeah, but one of his runs was 57 yards, but he right. only had, uh, he only had 11, you know, 10 other carries. carries. Yeah, right. Right. He only had 10 other carries, so he rushed for a little bit more than four yards a carry on, on the other ones. So he actually had a good game. He was breaking tackles. It was nice to see. It would be even nicer to see if Matt Nagy would stick with him and give him the ball more than 11 times. But I understand, you know, I when you're down two touchdowns, you don't have to run the ball. When you're down more than that, uh, I, I understand um, 
I'm sorry, when you're down two touchdowns, you don't have to pass the ball is what I meant. But when you're down more than that, I can understand trying to get the ball in the air and get a quick score here and there, and the Bears were unable to do that against Green Bay last week. Let's see what they can do against the Lions later on today. 312-332-3776. Callers, hang in there. We will get a little bit more to the defense because uh, there's some really – Depressing notes on the defense. Uh, Kevin Fishbane put together 20 different notes on this upcoming game between the Bears and the Lions, and some of them um, make the defense look even worse on paper than they look on the field. So we'll take your calls on that. 312-332-3776. Stick around. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner is the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and J Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Some of the inactives have been uh, announced for the Bears game. Um, let's see, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney are all active for the game. Nick Foles also returns as the backup quarterback. Uh, Riley Ridley back on the inactive list. I don't know. Uh, maybe he just doesn't run good routes, but when they throw him the ball, he seems to catch it. Seems like a big guy that can go out and get the ball out of I don't know. Why would you want a receiver that can catch the ball? I don't. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Uh, Akeem Hicks, though, um, active with that hamstring that kept him out of the game last week. Uh, so we'll see now if they can stop the run. Listen, I thought before the season started, Brian, that the Bears should have gone after Adrian Peterson because at that point they were down. You know, they they were kind of down a, a running back. You you know, bring in AP. You have. You have, um, and then you could have used Tariq Cohen somewhere else, you know. Um, at, at that point, he was healthy. But I thought Adrian Peterson would have been a great pickup. He's done great things for the Lions. Not, I mean, obviously, when when team plays as poorly as that. But he's really had some good games. He's done a lot of stuff in the community. He loves being in Detroit. Um, I think he would have been a great guy to have here in Chicago. They didn't do it, but he's a guy that we're going to see He'll, he'll have some nice runs today, but now he's got to contend with uh, Akeem Hicks in the middle of the lineup, and that should be a little bit different than last week's game. Well, and yeah, I mean, it, when you look at how they, the Packers abused uh, the Bears because Akeem Hicks was out, and they just decided, well, we'll just uh, there's going to be a hole there. Let's take advantage of and it. And they was, certainly yeah. did that. I mean, and look, I, we, we all appreciate Akeem Hicks from what he's, what, for what he's been since he's been here with the Bears. But the, as you mentioned, when you you got Quinn making seventy million dollars, and and for what exactly? Who who knew Akeem Hicks being out was going to be as big an impact? We knew it was going to be an impact, but not not the way it was last week. So it's great that he's back on the field. Yeah, uh, you know, running the ball is terrific, and and we've been talking about it all season, and we want to see more of it. But until the Bears figure out the quarterback position. It doesn't matter if Walter Payton in his prime was going to be uh, back here running the ball, right? And here's the ultimate indignity that I saw uh, uh, this week. In the NFL.com quarterback rankings, Yeah. Mitch Trubisky is 30th, all right? Okay. And pulling up the rear, tied for 31st, Colt McCoy and Brandon Allen. Do you know who's 29th? So Mitch is 30. Mike Glennon is 29th. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, just think about this. And then, so 
George McCaskey going into the season said, well, we've got Mitch and he's a proven performer. No, he really wasn't. And we got Nick Foles, who's a solid number two. And, and so we're okay at quarterback. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, most so, definitely not. Mike Lennon, you know, why don't you bring him back for eighteen and a half million dollars? See how that works out. Yeah, well he 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 helped uh Jacksonville cover last week. Uh, <laughs> that was something he had going for him. Uh, only because on a fourth down play that was incomplete, the Vikings went to his helmet and uh they got more downs. Otherwise the Vikings cover. So how many times have we seen that? Too, oh my lord. Last week, just last week there were like three of them. It was yeah. unbe- and in the um oh, who was it? It was the uh the Chiefs, Chiefs Cardinals last week, I think they played each other. They went in in one quarter. There were three different penalties, all for going to the helmet. It's like, are you guys idiots? I mean, it's like you know they're going to call it, and then they could have called it in the Bears Packer game, and they didn't yeah, call it. Um, they didn't. You know, Mitch got hit a couple times, but anyway, let's go to Merrillville and John. Hello, John. Hi, how are you, Fred? Doing well. What's going on? Uh, just a couple things. One. I don't think we're going to see any real change until we do move on from Ted Phillips. Um, I feel like for the last 20-plus years, we've had the same mentality, even though we've changed head coaches and general managers. It's still it's the same Bears football that we've grown to love and hate. Um, and two is Matt Nagy. Um, I don't know if it's just that he's so stubborn or if he just doesn't know how to change his philosophy when it comes to offense. Um, I feel like we misuse players. We play them out of position, not out of position, but like say Trubisky, for instance, you know, what we knew with him coming out of college was that he was a mobile quarterback. You know, he played his best football outside of the pocket, but Nagy tried to turn him into a pocket passer. And then I just feel like we're not good at player development. Well, I don't, I don't, John, I appreciate the call. I don't think anybody can disagree with you. I mean, there's very few people and players seem to, you know, they draft guys that have high hopes and they, they never seem to get better. Uh, starting with Leonard Floyd, who's now gone elsewhere and actually is playing pretty well with the Rams. But, um, yeah, Brian, there's, there's nobody that really has developed. I mean, Roquan Smith came here. He's a high pick and he's actually playing well now, but you expected him to play well. Player development is probably one of the worst things the Bears are, are um, bad at right now. And, and and speaking about Matt Nagy, and uh, you know the one thing we give him credit for is the team doesn't quit, right? They, right? they try hard, and then we played the Anthony Miller cuts earlier. So, are they still trying hard? Did they, you know, tuck their tail and run away after getting hit in the mouth? Isn't that kind of quitting? In other words, last week, yeah. Uh, Matt Nagy, how good a, of a coach in-game is he? We can look at player development, and you're right. There's been regression everywhere, uh, mostly at the quarterback position. You know, it, it's okay Ryan Pace gave him a bad quarterback, an uh, uh, overrated quarterback when he went and drafted Mitch Trubisky from basketball school. Um, but Matt Nagy sold Ryan Pace that he was going to be the guy to tutor uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky and, and make him that Pro Bowl quarterback that Ryan Pace apparently thought he, he saw in him. Matt Nagy, here's another ranking. Edge Sports uh, ranks all the coaches, and they use analytics to do so. Because when I saw this and read this in the, uh, Pat, Patrick Finley's uh, column in the Sun-Times, Matt Nagy's ranked 29th by Edge Sports, and they claim to help NFL teams through analytics. They help 
big time betters through analytics and trends and everything else. Um, 29th, and, and we can play a little clip to, to tell you what goes into it, but your guy Matt Rule is 30, uh, Doug Marone is 31, and the fired uh, Patricia is bringing up the rear 32. In-game decision-making, and we see it, and, and fans call in, and we all gripe about how good a coach, what halftime adjustments do the Bears make, because we know what the third quarter looks like usually for the Bears. It's usually a goose egg. If, if the team is now starting to quit on him and there was questions of whether going after the defense was the right thing to do, and I know you want to get to that. Right. But if, if he can no longer motivate, and, and now he's almost sounding like a high school coach about lighting fires under our rear ends and everything else, it almost starting to sound Pollyanna and, and lost for answers. But when the analytics of, of a place like Edge Sports talks about in-game decision-making and says Matt Nagy is among the worst in the league, that, that's a concern and ought to be a concern for the Bears moving forward. If, In George McCaskey's uh, words, they analyze everything and everyone's being evaluated in all aspects of their job. Well, they have a thing here uh, when you go to it. It is Edge Sports. It's EDJ Sports. Um dot com and they have Matt Nagy in twenty ninth, his best fourth down call. Um he goes for it on fourth and two at the Giants thirty six, up four with three fifty eight left in the fourth quarter against the Giants. That was actually a good call. Worst call, he punts on fourth and eight at the Bears thirty three, down two with two fifty nine to go in the fourth quarter against the Bucks uh in week five. Now they ended up winning that game anyway. Um but that was his considered worst fourth down call. That's what they're doing. They're rating this time is fourth down calls. But they, uh, you look at it, Matt Nagy, not uh, very, very high on the list of um, head coaches and their decisions. And uh, offensively. Oh, and, and, well, they gave up, you know, he gives up the play calling because that wasn't working. And right. there didn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to, to a lot of the calls that were being made, let alone on fourth down. When you have when they're analyzing game-winning chances and percentages on on the correct call, but when you hear Anthony Miller talk about we're not you know how about calling those uh, plays in practice that yeah, we the work ones on we work week? on all the time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's get back to the basics. Your your players think they know the game plan, and then they get into the game, and Anthony Miller says. Did you remember this play? Was it? Did I miss what day was that? Was yeah. that uh, was that Tuesday afternoon? I wasn't there. What what happened? I mean, what are you doing here? I know. I want to ask JD about that when we talk to him at eleven o'clock because that that just blew my mind when I read that cut. For I actually saw it on TV on somebody's news. It might have been Gian Greco on ABC, and I go, I just shook my head, and then I saw it in the paper, and then we got the cut, and we played it. We'll play it again in a little bit later. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That's the number if you want to win the points bet pregame contest. The tenth caller right now. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You get a two hundred dollar game day package, one hundred dollars in wagers on a horse racing through club hawthorne's mobile app and also a 100 in wagers on sports with the points bet sportsbook mobile site caller number 10 you must be 21 or older and you must be a resident of illinois uh 10th caller 312-332-3776 you are a winner more bear talk we come back after this hanley and hubner on espn 1000 we're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Wait, 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 wait. 
I'll tell you, cancer and going through chemo did not calm Sylvie down. He's as wild and maniacal as ever, and that's great to hear. Uh, well, in Matt Nagy's word, his uh, he's got a fire under his rear end. He sure right? does. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was all after it this week after that Bears-Packers game. Great to hear from Sylvie as uh, his hair's growing back. He's looking, he's looking handsome. Well... Let's not push it. Uh, well, yeah, but God bless him. And, and yeah, you know, yeah, I know. 14, 14 years, you've got four winning seasons yeah. for the Chicago Bears. Yep. I mean, think about that. Two playoff appearances and one playoff win. God. My ass. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Lelia. Uh, <laughs> Rip my players. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and there, there, are, there are youngsters who make fun of us old folks for the Lee Elia thing. There was nothing better than that. It's not only that he did it. It's as long as it went on and he just kept going. And he's got phrases in that that I use on a weekly basis. I was going to say daily, but I'm not that mean. You want to hear a backstory about what, when that, when Lee Elia went off and ripped the Cubs fans and went off and it was unbelievable. One for the ages. So Les Grobstein runs to get it on the air first, right? <laughs> yeah. Bob Marcus, the late Bob Marcus oh, man. from the Chicago Tribune. God I bless remember him well. I love, yeah. I love Bob. He was he had to do a Sunday column, like a baseball column. Yeah. And he tried to get Joe Goddard from the Sun Times and Les and the other guys, broad, uh, other broadcast reporters who have had the tapes of it to hold it. I think that happened on a Wednesday. He wanted to hold it for his Sunday column. Okay, that ain't happening. He, he he wanted everyone to agree to to put in an embargo on it, and the, the so obviously Les was had it on the air within about five minutes. Yeah, but not only that 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 was an amazing part of of the story. But the fact that Lee Elia wasn't immediately fired. Sure, he, he was he was fired later. Yeah, I, I, maybe they agreed. Was, maybe they all agreed with his his thoughts. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's a bleep and playground for the bleep. Oh, it's it's some of the most classic stuff. And uh, uh, when you go blue like that, yeah, you know, and he didn't stop. He just kept going. It was unbelievable. Oh, so good. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Our Tito's tip of the day brought to you by Tito's handmade vodka, America's original craft vodka. Every week we do. Bold predictions. We'll get to those um, before we're done here. Last week you had one, Brian, and I'm going to bring it up because you had suggested your bold prediction was that the Bears would run rush the ball for 120 yards. Did you check and see what they rushed the ball for? Uh, well, after after David Montgomery broke the 50-plus yarder, I, I felt pretty good about it. But, no, what the final to- total was, we know he had 103 yards. Yeah, they rushed for 121. Ooh, <laughs> just got in. You just got in on your My bold nose. prediction. Yeah, that's okay. Mine was uh, that the Bears would have one or two sacks, and I think Sean said somebody would have three. Uh, yeah, they didn't even touch. They, they You know, Aaron Rodgers, he just hung his uniform back up so he could wear it this week. He didn't even need to wash it. Not I mean, one QB hit. No. To, to your point about criticizing the defense. Yeah. And is it okay to do so? And they've now allowed five consecutive games of quarterbacks with a, a better than 100 uh, points on the passer rating. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the guys, they've, the guys, they, it's been Rodgers, Cousins, Tannehill, Breeze, and Goff. Now, granted, 
those are probably five of the best ten quarterbacks, right? You think? Well, maybe t- take Tannehill out. Well, yeah. And Cousins, I guess. Maybe Cousins, yeah. 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 But you got Breeze, Goff, and Rodgers. Goff was there in the past. Uh, some of the other things on the defense. So one of the things, my Artito's tip of the run the ball again. If they don't run for more than 120 yards today, it'll just be because Matt Nagy knows that Mitchell Trubisky can throw against this team. But this is a team you can run the ball against. You run the ball, you have less chance of turning it over. Less, you know, you have a good chance of gaining ground. Run the ball. Make it a two-hour and 45-minute game. And, you know, have Jeff Meller and Howard Griffith jump on with the postgame show before 3 o'clock today. That'd be nice to see after an easy Bears victory. Unfortunately, I think Matt Nagy is looking at Detroit's 27th in opponent's passer rating and 26th in allowing passing yards at 262.8. Yeah. So if he's looking for reasons to throw the ball, uh, the Detroit secondary is there for you. Yeah, well, here's a couple things I wanted to bring up about the defense. And people say, well, you know, you can't criticize the defense because the offense stinks. They're out there all the time. Well, the the first thing I had mentioned about the defense was, you know, the drives they gave up early in the contest. They gave up drives of 75, 60, and 75 yards, I think it was. Yeah, I'm reading off of Mark Potash's column. Packers drove 75, 60, and 75 yards for touchdowns. First three drives of the game. Well, that's the defense is supposed to be fresh at that time, right? So they didn't do anything. The defense also gave up season highs in points, touchdown passes, rushing yards, first downs, third down percentage. It was also its second worst game in red zone percentage. They allowed four or five for touchdowns. Bears didn't record a sack for the first time this season, didn't have a takeaway for the fourth time this season. And we're not supposed to criticize the defense? And we'll bring up Leelia, my bleeping, oh, (laughs) Come on. you got to criticize the defense. And apparently, Matt Nagy did. And then you, you know, and I understand the writers, they have to talk to these guys. And then you see Akeem Hicks. I love tuck tough coaching and you know Eddie Jackson saying, Oh, we we you know, we accept criticism. Well, listen to this. The Bears have dropped from ninth to thirteenth in yards. They still rank eighth and fewest points, but the loss to the Packers hurt more than uh dropping a few spots. You got Tayshawn Gibson, who was criticized. Um, you have, well, Buster Screen has been criticized throughout the season. And one of the questions to Matt Nagy was, after all the stuff you did in calling out the defense, did you get any blowback from these guys? The relationships that, that I have with these guys on defense, I'm extremely close with every single one of those guys. As a matter of fact, a lot of, a lot of my, my discussion with you all the other day when that was coming out, that's really, you know, coming from them too. Like they're, they're frustrated and they were angry and they know that they can play better and they, they understand that. So it's kind of all of us talking when I say that. Uh, and there was zero concern in that regards. And I know, you know, it can come off that way to outsiders or people that aren't in the building, but um, I'll just say that there was zero concern of, of any of that where there's divisiveness or anything with me versus there is none of that. They we're, we're all in this thing together and we're in a, we're in a great spot uh, for that part of it. And now we just, we just talked through, okay, why did that happen? Why did things go that way? And then uh, you know, I think that our defensive guys, they got a lot of pride and, and they're, they're angry at how that went down. And they, I think that they respect and understand where, where I'm coming from because they believe the same thing. That's what we talked about. So, you know, that's just uh, – that's where we're at, and they're motivated to get back out there. Lord knows I hope they respect and understand it. He's the head coach. His tail is on the line more than the players' tails on the line. I mean, players can be let go 
but, you know, if the coach is gone, it's a little bit more difficult for him to find, come up and find another job. And if, by them not performing, he's going to be gone. And, you know, hopefully they understand it. Well, how poorly I, understand, they're playing. I understand where he was coming from, and it's legitimate. And I do understand what he's saying there that some of the team leaders, he's lucky he has leaders like Akeem Hicks who will have his back and say it's not good enough. But I also understand the criticism that the, the defense has been the only thing. It really got you to 5-1. and one, uh, and, and the only thing keeping you in games when Matt Nagy, offensive guru, his offense is in bottom five of pretty much every offensive category in the league and is still averaging fewer than 20 points a game in a league where the, the, the average points per game for any team is about 25, 26 points a game. So I understand both sides. Of that. I understand basically how you're going to call it the defense for its worst game of the season, no doubt, when your offense has been terrible throughout. Yeah, and and it definitely has been. We come back, we'll have a chance to check in with Jeff Dickerson as we do each and every week on the pregame show. It's the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show back in just two minutes on ESPN 1000.